Welcome to the Wheatful Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Goff, and I'm so excited you're here. I'm an online product shop owner over at Wheat & Honey Co., a business strategist leading women-owned, profitable, and purposeful businesses, and your host here at the Wheatful Woman Podcast. Join us as we have fun and soulful conversation with a bunch of girlfriends pursuing a life full of intention and purpose. We are here to give you space and tools for your holistic wellness journey and hope you leave each episode feeling a bit more full than when you came. All right, Wheatful Women, let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Wheatful Woman podcast. Today is episode seven of our Warrior Words season, and we're talking about silence and solitude. And I almost chuckled as I was just getting ready to hit record because this episode is a roaring lion. So I'm just going to prepare you. I have heard very clearly from the Lord on how he wants to encourage us today as a community and how he wants us to know him more. So as we talk about silence and solitude, I want us to talk about peace. Silence and solitude and learning how to be silent and learning how to be in solitude is a discipline that we learn and an act of obedience so that we can receive the fullness of his holy peace. It's us saying, I'm done chasing feelings. Spirit, lead me. Do we understand the significance of stillness? Do we understand how important it is to be filled with kingdom perspective before we're filled with things of our flesh? This is why morning quiet time is a game changer for so many people. Because if we do not have our feet on the ground and if we are not firmly rooted in God's word, the winds of this earth and of our flesh are going to uproot us. So today, I want to talk about two very simple things. How do we find stillness and peace through silence and solitude? And then how do we keep it? Today's verse is Psalm 62, 5. The ESV translation says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from Him. Hope. Our hope is from Him. We get hope through knowing Him, through seeking Him and finding Him. And hope is the greatest reward of our faith this side of heaven. Our hope is from Him. So how do we find this hope that is our peace, that is still confidence in knowing who God is, and therefore knowing our Christ-likeness and how He views us? So if you've been around and listened to the other episodes this season, you know that we have paired a song with each episode. Today's song is Spirit Lead Me by Influence Music and Michael Ketterer. And I encourage you to either pause this episode now to go listen to that if you like to begin this time together in worship, or we invite you to listen to it at the end of the episode once we wrap up. But I have to tell you a behind-the-scenes story for this song. I began preparing for this season of the podcast weeks ago. I opened a Google Doc and I started a chart on my computer and outlined the different topics, songs that spoke to me per topic, and then left the outlines blank. 
This morning, I started working on an outline for this episode, and I was digging in my Bible, and I was on my knees in prayer, and I was listening to songs, and I created what I felt the Lord was leading us to today as a community for me to reference as I'm chatting with y'all now. And as I was doing that, I just felt this urge to wait and not listen to the song that had been assigned weeks ago until I was done preparing the words and the notes to be shared here today. And I can't explain my overwhelm of joy as I hit play on this song, Spirit Lead Me, after finishing this outline. I finished the outline, I knew I was getting ready to hit record, and I thought, I'm just going to close my eyes and worship God listening to this song. And I'm going to read you some of the lyrics now. And I do not think it was by accident that the themes that I outlined today without remembering the lyrics to this song, are a perfect match. So I start that because I am so encouraged today as we begin our time together to know our God says that He's gone before us, and we believe it to be true. We believe it with every ounce of our being that He has gone before us, and this is yet just another display of that. And I do not believe it's by accident that you hit play on this episode today And I know that these truths are going to encourage you. So I just want to read a few of these lyrics to start our time together today. This is my worship. This is my offering. In every moment, I withhold nothing. I'm learning to trust you even when I can't see it. And even in suffering, I have to believe it. I'm learning to trust you even when I can't see it. And even in suffering, I have to believe it. If you say it's wrong, then I'll say no. If you say release, I'm letting go. If you're in it with me, I'll begin. And when you say to jump, I'm diving in. If you say be still, then I will wait. If you say to trust, I will obey. I don't want to follow my own ways. I'm done chasing feelings. Spirit, lead me. And then there's a second part that appears later in the song that says, When all my hope is gone and your word is all I've got, I have to believe you're still bringing water from the rock to satisfy my thirst to love me at my worst. And even when I don't remember, you remind me of my worth. I don't trust my ways. I'm trading in my faults. I lay down everything because you're all that I want. I've landed on my knees. This is my cup you have for me. And even when it don't make sense, I'm going to let your spirit lead. Those are lyrics by Influence Music and Michael Ketterer again from Spirit Lead Me, which is our song for today. So we're going to dive in. Silence and solitude are ways to enter his presence. This week's episode is going to teach us the importance of and ways to get there and keep this still peace perspective as the wind of the world knocks us around. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. So the first question I have for us is, do we know who He is? And do we operate from a position of believing who He is to be true? A lot of us know who He is. We know who our God is and what He's done for us. We know His character. And we know that He's worth trusting. But do our words and our actions show that we believe that to be true? The purest form of believing that to be true is showing it in the way we live our life. And I want to ask us as a community as we're starting today and we're seeking this silence and solitude and knowing Him more, 
Do we operate and do we walk out our life from a position of believing who he is to be true? So the goal of this episode is for us to enter his presence and choose to spend time with him through silence and solitude. And then through that, we learn to surrender our control, fully trust him and walk in peace. So I want those four words to be bolded in our minds. His presence, surrender, trust, and peace. Silence and solitude is stillness. I think once we understand the importance of stillness, it'll be a lot easier to remember how to live there. Psalm 15, 1 through 5 talks about dwelling in his sanctuary. And it talks about how do we gain access to that still peace? Psalm 15, 1 through 5 talks about, Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? This is a psalm of David, and he talks about who may live on your holy hill. This is a roadmap on how to gain access to still peace, how to dwell in his sanctuary. And I believe these are a few examples of the Lord's will for how we are to live our lives and how we should walk in word and deed to glorify Him and to honor Him. Psalm 15, 1-5 says, He whose walk is blameless and who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from his heart and has no slander on his tongue, who does his neighbor no wrong and casts no slur on his fellow man, who despises a vile man but honors those who fear the Lord. It goes on to talk about we are called to keep our oath even when it hurts. We are called to lend our money We are called to not accept a bribe against the innocent. And then it says, He who does these things will never be shaken. This story of our God that sent his son to die so that we might know him. He raised him from the dead so that we can live in eternity with him forever because all of our sins have been forgiven. This is the greatest story ever told. And all we must do to become a part of it is to accept him into our hearts. How cool is it that the greatest story ever told is our life? That God so loved the world, he so loved you and he so loved me, that he sent his son to live a perfect life, to die on a cross, and to be raised from the dead so that our sins would be forgiven and we could know our God and live in eternity with him forever. The greatest story ever told is our reality. All we must do to respond, to engage, to say, yes, God. Yes, God. I want that to be my reality. I accept this gift that you've given me that I get to know you. And there's nothing I can do to be enough or to deserve it. I'm enough because you came. All we have to do to accept that, to accept that perfect gift, is to allow him into our hearts. And there's something so beautiful and childlike about accepting him into our hearts. I don't know if you all have ever seen the baptism videos that some churches will play of children when they've accepted God into their hearts but it is the most beautiful illustration to me because we know that that six-year-old has a long road ahead of them. They have a lot of spiritual maturity ahead of them. They have a lot of experiences and a lot of things they're going to learn. 
that there is this pure, holy innocence of knowing God when you see them say, I've accepted God into my heart. I've invited God into my heart. And it's so whole and so holy. And there is this all-knowing awareness of what that means in that child's voice and in their spirit. And I think as we grow older and we have more experiences, as we see more things and do more things, as we're hurt and as we hurt others, we put up all these walls and tell ourselves they're hurdles that we have to climb and overcome before before we can be that six-year-old that says, I accepted him into my heart. And if that's you today... This isn't even in my notes, guys. (laughs) If that's you today, I really just feel like God wants to tell you, I already climbed those walls for you. I already scaled that building. I already climbed those hurdles for you. I just need you to be still And to say, God, I want to know you. And I want to honor you through the way I live my life. God, I want to know you. And then the fullness of his presence and his love and his joy and his peace wash over you in that moment. And that moment is available to any of us at any time. I want to bring some good news because sometimes I read these verses like Psalm 15 And I read about all the ways that I'm supposed to be good. And I think, oh man, I know that I've slipped up before and I know that I'm going to slip up again, but I know I'm not going to let the fear of failure stop me from running towards what I know to be true, which is wanting to know my God more and be more like him. Proverbs 3.34 says he gives grace to the humble. And this is good news, guys. This is good news. I've recently made an effort to keep humility at the forefront of my memory and my mind and my prayers. I've found that as I'm praying, when I approach God and I tell him, I am here today with my palms open and a humble spirit approaching your throne, God, asking you to come so that I can know you more. When I say the words, I want a meek spirit. I want to be humble. Fill me with humility, God. Lord, I am placing my eyes and my focus on my humble spirit so I can decrease and you can increase. That is where I find him. Sometimes stating the obvious and saying it and having those words come off of our lips is what we need to get our mind right and our heart right before the Lord. Sometimes stating the obvious is what my heart and mind need for my perspective to be pure and where it needs to be so that I can know him more. Proverbs 3, 21 through 26 talks about our confidence being in Christ, that he provides sound judgment and discernment. And as I read that, I know it's true, but sometimes I think, but how do I obtain such things? How do I hear his voice so that I can make decisions from a place of sound judgment and discernment so that I can live my life in a way that I'm honoring him. The answer to that is through stillness and his presence. We must become still so that we can hear him and we can know him. We must decrease so that he increases. 
so that he is in his rightful place as our God and our Father. Proverbs 3, 24 says, When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Verse 25 says, Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked. Verse 26, For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being snared. Verse 26 says, For the Lord will be your confidence. The Lord will be my confidence. I will not be afraid because I've rested. I have been still in his presence and he has given me sound judgment and discernment. And I walk in that still confidence of knowing him. How many times in the Bible did we see Jesus seek out a desolate place to be still, to rest, and to pray? He calls us to do whatever it takes to know him more. Part of this is clearly stillness. It's silence. It's solitude. It's being alone. Are we making time and space for these things? Are we making time for a quiet place for just you and him to find rest, direction, hope, and Christ-likeness? In Psalm 17 verse 14, we see from men of this world whose reward is in this life. If we are of this world, our reward is of this life. I don't know about you, but I don't want my reward to be of this earth and of this life and of my flesh. I want it to be of eternity. Are we living with eternal perspective? This verse is direct proof of this importance for our treasures to be of eternity and not of our flesh. It says, it goes on to say that you still the hunger of those you cherish. And that word still holds so much significance to me. That word still keeps coming up as I was preparing for this episode today. The word still just kept appearing through different books and different verses. It kept appearing. And I think it holds a lot of significance to us today. This still confidence that is the fullness of peace and joy and love and being fully known and fully loved. It's eternal. It is not of our flesh. Verse 15 goes on to say, when I wake, I will be satisfied with seeing your likeness. And that was convicting to me because it says, when I wake, I will be satisfied with you. When you wake in the morning, when I wake up in the morning, do I position my heart so that I am fully satisfied in him truly? And I don't need anything else. I think that's hard. I think that's really hard. But how would our life change if that was our reality every day? that we realize that we have been blessed by being fully known and fully loved and we get to be satisfied in Him. We don't need everything to fall our way. We don't need everyone to love us and approve of us. All we need is Him. If we woke up every morning and started our day with the mindset, Lord, when I wake, I will be satisfied. When I wake, I will be satisfied because I seek you and I spend time with you and you know me and you love me. What more could I need? I want to spend some time today talking about Matthew 12, about 18 verses 18 through 23, which is the parable of the sower. I want us to talk about where our hope is to be found. And I want to challenge us to humble ourselves and take inventory over where our relationship with God is right now today. And if our relationship with God right now today is not where it can be, or not where he wants it to be or where you and I want it to be, I want us to realize we have immediate access to that today. 
we have immediate access to a healthy and full relationship with our God and Savior. So if you're not familiar with the parable of the sower, I want to read part of this to you from Matthew 12. This parable was spoken through the prophet Isaiah, and it says that Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. This is Matthew 13, the beginning of Matthew 13, verses starting at verse 1. Such large crowds gathered around him, and he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things and parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. I want us to think about that for a minute. There was quick fruit, but it had no root, so it didn't last. Verse 7 says, Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times that was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. This is Jesus saying this. He who has ears, let him hear. And as I'm reading that today, I'm envisioning our community of women. We have ears. We are passionate and we want to know him. We wouldn't be here together in this space today through whatever app you're listening on, seeking to know him more if we didn't have ears. So today as I'm reading this, I just want us to embrace and receive the reality that Jesus said, he who hears, let him hear. He's given us encouragement and truth today in this space, and you and I are prepared to receive it so we can know him more. Verse 10 says, The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceived. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. And they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. So here's the inventory part, guys. (laughs) Starting at verse 16, it says, But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. Here's where our attention needs to be. Verse 19. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who received the seed that fell on the rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word. 
but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. Verse 13 is where we want to be, guys. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Where are we rooted? Where is our heart? Where is our intention? How are we receiving this unfailing love for our God? What is our heart postures we're receiving it? I share this story in this parable today because I really feel like the Lord brought this here. And I feel an invitation for every single one of us. An invitation to not just know what we're supposed to think, but to know it and to believe it and to live it. Are we creating space to rest in His presence? Are we creating space to be still, to be silent, and to hear from Him? Because when we're still and when we seek Him, He will answer us. He will meet us there. And our eternal perspective will push away anything of this earth that previously had the authority to push us to the ground. In silence and solitude, we find stillness which equips us with the strength that we need each and every day. Proverbs 3, 27 through 32 is where we're going to end today. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back later. I'll give it tomorrow when you now have it with you. Do not plot harm against your neighbor who lives trustfully near you. Do not accuse a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. Do not envy a violent man or choose any of his ways. For the Lord detests a perverse man, but takes the upright into his confidence. We do not have time to waste. We have to show up every day with what we have and give it to the Lord. We have to be women that can assess, Lord, where am I today? How do I fixate my mind and heart on an eternal perspective, God, on eternity with you? How do I know you more so that I can be filled with everything that I need? What do I have to do today, God, to know you more and to make you known? Because it doesn't matter what circumstance we're facing. It doesn't matter what grief, what sorrow, what hurt, what sadness, what fear we face. Our anxiety, the unknowns of the future, our battle with self-worth and love, none of those are things that are bigger than Him. That desire you have to know Him more, that humility in your spirit, let's use those things for good right now today and tomorrow and the next day. So today, we rest in silence and solitude knowing that's how we enter His presence. That's how we choose to spend time with Him. That's how we dwell in His sanctuary. He gives grace to the humble. When we slip up and when we're on our knees and when we're talking to Him as we're driving with our eyes open, when <laughs> we're talking to Him as we're driving around town and when we're in the shower and when we're waking up in bed, when we have Him at the forefront of our mind and our heart and we want everything that we say and do to honor Him, he gives grace to the humble, so we do not have to fear failure, but instead we get to courageously step out. We get to courageously take the next step and do our very best in humility 
knowing that he walks alongside us and he gives us grace when we slip and he knows our heart. He gives us sound judgment and discernment and we get to choose to have an eternal perspective and have satisfaction in him alone. So as we rest in this true and holy hope, we are ready to receive his love and full capacity. We're ready to lead. We're ready to be a force for the kingdom. We're ready to receive this word and this charge and this calling on our life that he has so graciously reminded us of today, and we are ready to go. We're ready to rest in his presence, to learn to surrender our control, to fully trust him, and to walk in peace. Almighty Father, we desire to know you in big ways. We want to know how to find you and walk with eternal perspective throughout our days. We humbly come to your feet with awareness that we must decrease so you can increase. Lord, we are women that want to enter your presence and choose to spend time with you. We want to dwell in your sanctuary, receive your grace when we fall short, welcome your direction of sound judgment and discernment, and find satisfaction in you and you alone. Lord, help us to rest in your true and holy peace today as we receive the fruit of seeking stillness in your presence. We are ready to lead, Lord. We are women ready to be a force for your kingdom. Help us to know you more. Take our willing hearts, humble spirits, and hungry bodies and use us for good. Holy good, God. Use us for holy good. Help us to learn how to surrender, trust, and walk in your peace. Amen. I always say this, but I truly hope you feel more full than when you came today. I hope this space has left you hungry and full of passion to walk the life God has created for you. I want to share a few behind-the-scenes updates with y'all as we wrap up today. This podcast began July of last year, just a few months ago, and has been such an example of surrender in my life. My anxiety has been a constant reminder that I must decrease so that he can increase. And I'm able to share in this space from a place of experience and a place of open wounds. If this is a space that encourages you and spurs you on your faith, could I ask you to share it with your girlfriends or leave a review? Not only does your sharing help this podcast be seen by more women, but it also greatly encourages my heart. I love sitting on my couch at the end of the day, getting to scroll through your words. It helps me to know how to keep showing up to best serve you all, and it allows me to know you all in your hearts. As I'm recording and as I'm preparing to know the women that are a part of this community and being fed through God's truth here, as we seek to know Him more together, I love getting to know y'all too. I cover this community in prayer through every step of the podcast journey and hope you find the Lord in this space. We've also restocked our Warrior Word scripture reference tool. If you're enjoying this season, you'd love our brand new tool pairing circumstances and emotion with God's word. This tool has over a hundred emotions paired with scriptures to uplift our hearts and allow us to know God more in moments where we spiral into panic, when we are feeling all of the emotions and feelings of our flesh and of circumstance and all the things that go on in our crazy lives. We're able to open this book and relate to one of the emotions that are listed and open our Bible to hear what God has to speak over us in that very moment. It's so powerful. 
You can grab your copy at wheatandhoneyco.com if you would like one of those. I hope you feel full, sister. I hope you feel full. And I cannot wait to be back next week to chat about the theme of direction. I'll catch you guys soon. Did you enjoy this episode? Would you hit that subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, and share this podcast with a girlfriend? A great way to help us get the word out is by screenshotting this episode on your cell phone and tagging us at Wheatful Woman to your Instagram story. We'd love to hear your favorite parts of the show so we can keep creating episodes that show up to serve you. Thanks for tuning in and we can't wait to catch you next time.